the girl hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line brawl to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morasky teeing off on one another. And Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Well, let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back. Right, right. He's not that Ramson. He's just lost. Still Grimson. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Still Grimson. He- this is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Vinnie Bush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. Oh. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left oh. hand by Wade Bielek. Chris Nyland on a penalty shot. Scores! Bugard down the wing. Bugard bombs away. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode 20 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host. Um, I apologize. This uh, this episode is getting out a little bit later than I wanted it to. I've been very busy with wedding planning and uh, kind of doing a bunch of different things, trying to get ready for this uh, the big day coming up here in the next, well, what, we're about a month out now at this point. So, um, yeah, I apologize. I've been kind of busy. And then uh, the, the day I was going to release this, the fiance's computer took a shit. So I had to let her use this one for work. Otherwise, I kind of don't have any. <laughs> we need a little bit of income in here. So I, my sugar mama had to make make me some money, I guess. <laughs> um, so, no, I do apologize for kind of lack of content. Um and, you know, these next couple episodes are going to be mostly just around uh, kind of fight fans or uh, different miscellaneous talk. And the reason being is I've got so much stuff going on. Uh, you know, I know I sound super busy, but um, no, it's just I, I don't want to interview players. And I've got players lined up, so, you know, don't worry, I still got players lined up. But I don't want to interview guys and then have them, you know, uh, come on and my research isn't the best. Or I'm kind of rushing it because I, I wasn't able to do that good of research or go in depth with it because of time restrictions or whatever so um i do apologize for that but uh, rest assured you know give it well fuck we got the coronavirus out now so i guess uh, <laughs> i guess we'll all be inside for a little bit so maybe, maybe i can get a player interview done but no we'll see uh we'll see what happens if i can if i can line some time up um i definitely will get a uh, get a good interview out there for you guys but um I enjoy doing these interviews here. I, we got uh, John Searson on today, and of course, he was with us for the LNH special. Uh, he was with part two, so uh, it was fun. I always enjoy doing these interviews, kind of just talking. You don't have to do as much uh, research, and you're not you're not really worried too much, or if you're gonna miss any questions because it's kind of like sitting back and just bullshitting with the boys. So it's definitely a fun time, and it's like the same thing when I had Darren on and. Um, you know, he had Shane on just recently, we, even though we had, we had a topic to talk about, uh, and of course Shane is what, uh, the host of the history of hockey podcast, uh, his episode will be out after this, but we kind of, we, we bullshit, but we kind of stay on topic at the same time. So that was a lot of fun too. We did, we go over the history of, um, fighting in hockey from like, you know, with the, when it first started happening to what it's become now. So that was a lot of fun too, but you know, this episode's a little bit of a change of pace. Uh, we're not on, you know, we're not we're discussing fighting the entire time and everything. And I do apologize on my end. If I sound kind of shitty, I was 
fucking getting after it on the golf course and came home and uh, had to bang this interview out. And I was uh, a little bit under the influence, I guess you could say. And I think, I think John was too. Uh, shocker, both of us were drunk, um, <laughs> just like the LNH special. So, uh, but no, it's been, it's been good. Uh, like I said, I apologize that I haven't been able to get out some content, but I'll keep this, this intro short. So we'll probably just end it here. That way, uh, you know, uh, lack of content, get it out there for you guys. Just don't forget to go follow the page. Uh, you can follow it at, at the number five for fighting pod on Twitter. Five for fighting pod just spelled out normally on Instagram. Five for fighting podcast, the page on Facebook. And then, of course, if you want your fix of hockey fights and enforcers and talk like that, well, for one, go follow these accounts on Twitter. Uh, you got when Probert was king, you got history of hockey fights. Um, uh, podcast or not podcast YouTube channel and they're also on Twitter and you got fourth line voice of course so definitely go check those out and uh, speaking of fourth line voice go check out his podcast you know uh, it's unfortunate he his you know Darren my, my fucking my heart goes out to you bud <laughs> your uh, his site got hacked I guess through Google so he ended up losing some stuff but luckily he's got the host again he's just uh, it's a lot of work on his end so if you're listening to my show and you listen to his and you're kind of wondering what the fuck happened, well, just don't don't motherfuck him or anything. It's a lot of work he's got to he's got to put back in in order to get all of his episodes back up. So it's coming, guys. Don't don't worry. <laughs> don't motherfuck Darren or anything like that. So um, yeah, get, go give his show a listen whenever it gets back out. I'm not sure if it's back out yet, but um, in the meantime, definitely go check out his YouTube channel. Uh, go check out William over at the Biscuit, who actually I was just on his show. The episode I think should be out tonight. We just recorded this morning, so that was a fun time. I had a lot of fun bullshitting with William again. It's it's always more fun, and I won't say more fun, but it's always fun to kind of get a change of pace and just bullshit with the boys, um, and just kind of gen- general hockey fight talk or just hockey talk in general. It's always fun, and um, of course, if you want to get your fix in for the uh, the up to date hockey news, go check out the Slewfoot Show. Um, you have those boys over there that do a good job. You have the Get the Gate podcast. Those boys are always doing good shit as well. Um, they've uh, they've gone to two episode, one episode every two weeks, I think. And they they said they're going to try to get better at social media. So <laughs> bear with them on that one too. And then, of course, last but not least, and of course, I just had him on as a guest, which that episode will be coming out. Uh, I'll say next week. I'll probably release it next week. Um, Go follow the History of Hockey podcast run by Shane Guilfoyle. It's very professionally done. And you guys will be surprised because we're we're releasing this episode on both of our shows. That way we kind of cross-platform it and, you know, get some uh, maybe cross-listeners here or whatever you want to call it. So you'll be surprised. I don't swear one time. I know I've, been, I've, I've cut back on my swearing, per se. Um, but I don't swear one time, I don't think. So it was... Uh, it was it was definitely a, a change of pace for me, that's for sure. But no, we had a great time discussing the the history of fighting and everything like that. So, um, anyways, guys, that's it. I like to keep these under ten minutes, and I made this one extra quick today. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening. I've got great feedback on the LNH special. Um, you know, bear with me on the lack of content. I, I promise you, it's coming. Uh, you know, I just have a couple other things I got to worry about in my personal life, but. Anyways, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoy. And here's John Searson, everybody. Thanks, y'all. This should be good. This should be very good. All right, and here we are on the Five for Fighting podcast. We have a man who is with us for the LNH Part 2 special. And so he's with us here, trial trial and error part two here. Uh, we were interrupted by fourth line voice last time, and our our it was either your dial up or my dial up was not cooperating. But of course, all the way in the UK, John Searson. John, how you doing today, man? 
I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, fantastic. You know, well, I'm coming off a heater from fucking golf, and I'm just cranking more bush light. And I know you got your Budweiser over there, so uh, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> well, I've, I've took it easy tonight because I listened back to the other night special, and I thought I sounded terrible. So I thought, I'm not, I'm not going to drink so much before I go on tonight. So. It was funny. I had a couple people. I think it was uh, John over at the Hockey Fight League messaged me like a quote or something from either you or me. And I was like, was that during the LNH special? Like, I didn't even fucking remember that shit <laughs> one bit, dude. I was Yeah, John, I was yeah John messaged me, and he said he would just listen to it. And it was when uh, he just, just sent me the quote. Um, do I want to see people get hurt? No. Do I care when people get hurt? No. That's what it was. And, it was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, too, too many beers. Oh, but, man. But I meant it. Oh, yeah. I was, so. I was buckled during that interview. So I was like, oh. I was like, I, I literally had to, I had to message him. I was like, was that during the LNA special? Because I really genuinely don't remember. <laughs> oh, no, shit. It's all good fun. Oh, man. Well, speaking of knockout, well, did you see that, that Kessie knockout? Well, I'm sure you saw it. The, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was it looks scary. It, it looks scary. It did. Do you know what? The, as soon as I saw it, I was on Twitter just because I, I should stay away, but I just wanted to see what the fucking nerds right. were saying about it, and just just seeing how upset people was getting about it. But yeah, fuck. I don't know. But apparently, the guy said, uh, the, guy, "The guy when he came around just said to the team, oh yeah, go win the game.' That's a team guy. How can you not?" fucking love that shitty what happened but how can you not love that well everybody who says they want fighting out of the game after that and of course ken campbell has to go out and write a fucking article about it if you ask cassie yeah. i guarantee he'll still tell you to keep fighting in the game when he was the one that got knocked out yeah, of course of course ken yeah. campbell blocked me on twitter it's one of my proudest moves i don't know how he hasn't blocked me yet but uh, <laughs> one of my favorite blocks i got was oh man and you know for those out there listening if you if you're ever on twitter just don't even bother looking at this fucking account um, but you might know which one I'm talking about, where it is the, it's like the NHL player safety mod oh, or whatever. Fuck that guy. Oh, it's brutal. Fuck that guy. The player safety fucking. Oh, oh, I don't even know where to start with it. <laughs> it is the worst account on Twitter, and that it, re- it really might something. be it, to get that crown. That takes something. It might but, annoy me more than like Ken Campbell or uh, fucking James Myrtle and shit like that. It re- it generally might annoy me more than those two. Yeah, it is rough. Um, well, anyway, man, fuck. We'll uh, we'll get going into some questions here. Um, I'm trying to remember last time because last time I think I asked these questions probably seven times because we just couldn't get the fucking internet to work. Well, yeah, I think I think it was the third time round. I was answering your questions before you finished asking. Them, yeah, like, so. <laughs> I was like, I was like blah 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 blah. I already asked this fucking a. Um, well, so I guess we'll we'll bring it from the top here though. Uh, you know, twice as nice here. But so you being over there in the UK, when did you kind of start watching hockey? Um, probably around probably around ninety five. That was that was around the time I was I started playing as well. Just uh, but but just when I was young there. But I think it was just like I had the computer game and stuff, and just just liked it straight away. Like the fights. So uh, I'm going completely honest. It was the fights that drew me into it. That's what that's what got my interest. It was a game they could fight in. Right. Well, that's what I laugh at, too. People are like, oh, if if you just watch hockey for fights, you're fucking stupid. I'm not saying you just have to watch hockey for fights, but any anybody that's an outsider looking in like they, they're not into hockey. But what do you what do they always say? Oh, I'm not that big of a hockey fan, but I'd love to watch the fights. Right. It's just it's just how it is. It's 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 that element of the game yeah. that draws people to the sport. It's just how it is. I've never I've never met anybody that says they they don't watch hockey because there's fighting. 
I've only met people that say, when, when are they going to be fights? So that's, that's the question that gets asked. It's like it's only on Twitter that you see the people who say they don't like fighting. I, I've never seen a person at the game that just runs out in horror at the fight or that says, oh, we don't need this in the game anymore. It's always just it's just the folks on Twitter. Like, why do you why are you even watching hockey then? Like, you know, why are you going to willingly get into a sport that has fighting in it? They're starting to wake up here in the UK as well. Everybody's complaining. Every weekend there's people complaining, saying, yeah, the team won, but overall the game was boring. We don't have any characters anymore. And it's like, I've been fucking telling you this was coming for the past fucking eight years. Yep. And it's like, yeah, you all said I was stupid till now. Now now you're realizing. (laughs) Exactly. I'm still a piece of shit to those people, though. Oh, I'm sure you are. It's good to see see people are realizing. Right. Um, Yeah, who was it? I think it was, I forget. Is it Jay Davis? I think his his Twitter handle is. But he was at the Lightning and um, Maple Leafs game. And I was like, well, good luck. I was like, you'll have fun at the arena because it's got a good atmosphere. But it's uh, it's going to be like watching two fucking teams playing Pong back and forth <laughs> with the Maple yeah. Leafs and the Lightning going at it. Yeah. It's just boring. Yeah. Actually, uh, what is it? It's like three weeks time. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, going, I'm going to Toronto. But uh, my, my friend lives out there. That's why I'm going. But he gets a lot of free tickets to the Red Wings. So and he's actually got free tickets for the Wings and Flyers, and I'm a Flyers fan, so we're right. gonna go to the game. I imagine that's gonna be terrible. Oh, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when, well, you said you kind of you know started getting into fights a little bit when you first started watching hockey. So what's kind of the first fight you could remember? I guess that you you were really kind of into. Um. Well, it was the first game I went to. It was a preseason game. Uh, the Nottingham Panthers against a team called Trojan Long Bay, which is a Swedish team. And uh, the Panthers just beat the shit out of them. But there was two fights in that game. I can honestly not tell you who fought because uh, at the time there's a lot of... In the preseason games back then, there was a lot of like Brits and locals playing and stuff. But I, I honestly couldn't tell you who fought. But I just remember being being mesmerized by, by the two fights. So I remember going into the game thinking... Uh, this is what I want to see. I've seen it on TV. I've seen it on my computer <laughs> game. This, this is what I want to see. And uh, I do remember that game because in the old Nottingham rink, the penalty the, the penalty bench was literally just, there was there was no glass in front of it. It was just two benches behind. I remember Corey Bolio hit a guy and they both went over into the bench and I thought it was the fucking most amazing thing I'd ever seen at the time. <laughs> hey, old fucking Bolio. Yeah, he's a, he's a beauty. He's in the Facebook group there. He's, he's kind of active here and there. Um, yeah. And always enjoy hearing from him, but uh, yeah, it's it was funny. just your, it was just your old school mean defenseman. Yeah, they, 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 they don't make guys like that no more. No, not at all. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. I'm like the same way. I couldn't remember who who my very first hockey fight was. Uh, you know, seeing it live, but over there in Quad City, I just remember there'd be fights a lot of the fucking time, especially in the old United League, of course. Uh, but I mean, every other game would be a fight. It's just how it was, you know. It's it's. I remember my second. Now. I remember my second. The week after when I went, Jared Zakuski fought Rob Wilson after like twenty something seconds. And that's uh, that's that's when I, like I say, Jared Zakuski is my favorite player ever, just because it was when I was when I was a kid, and he fought all the time, and uh, I love that guy. So I always remember that. It was I was on his first shift. It was an icing <laughs> call, and he glove punched Rob Wilson. They both dropped him and squared off after that. That was the second fight I ever saw. Or the third. But uh, 
Yeah, the second game I went to with fights. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, you said you were a Flyers fan, so how did you kind of get, or how did you become a Flyers fan, per se? Um, don't know if I want to admit it or not, but uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I was a huge wrestling fan. Loved wrestling. Then the mid doesn't like wrestling. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've mid-90s. never been into wrestling, but I know a lot of people like it. Yeah, it was it was my life when I was a kid. Um, uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, uh, well, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. There you go. Well, Hulk Hogan was my youth. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's got to be. Uh, but no, in the mid nineties, I was a huge ECW fan. When uh, um, and ECW was based in Philly, so when I got into hockey, I just picked the Philly team. Well, there you go. Can't argue with that. Um, so, <laughs> what was the first Flyers game you actually attended then? Because I know you, well, you come over every year to at least watch a game. Um, the first Flyers game I saw live, I saw the Flyers Devils, and that would have been 0809. That was the first time I went to Philly. So, that was that was um. That had been the first Flyers game I saw in person. There you go. Um, am I, am I, am I, is my volume coming in through your phone? Is that where I'm like coming out of? What's that? Like, where's my volume coming out of? On oh, my phone. Can you crank it down like one or two notches? It's like I could hear it coming back. That's the only thing. I'm like, I'm like, sitting is that better? Yeah, I can hear it now. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? okay? Yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. Yeah. All right, fuck it. I was like, I was like, damn. I was like, I feel like I'm hearing myself talk. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck's going on? Um, <laughs> uh, no, Jeez, but anyways, I, I've, mo- I've moved up from the cannon fucking strings after last time. You're still complaining. <laughs> yeah, I can't fucking get anything right over here. <laughs> um, no, it's good now though. So, uh, well, yeah, with the Flyers, then who would you have to say would be your favorite Flyers enforcer? Todd Fedoric. The fridge. There you go. A good pick. Yeah. Or, may, or maybe Gino Ojic. I mean, I remember. Oh, I could you consider Ojic. him a Flyers enforcer, though? I, he didn't play long, but I'll tell you why I love Gino. It's because when I was first getting into hockey, over here, we used to, we used to get one game a week. It was called the Game of the Week. Yep. And they used to play it on a Sunday. It was always on a delay. But I remember one of the games we we got Buffalo Vancouver when they had the two line brawls when uh, when Gino Ojic hit Hashik, and then uh, Barnaby Barnaby went into went into Burke and they fought, and then the ne- the very next put drop uh, Shields fought uh, Shields fought Burke. Yep. So I always remember that game, but I always I always loved Ojic just because it's like there was all the always the hype about Dominic Hashik is the greatest goaltender in the league and everything, and this guy just fucking ran th- ran through him, did not give a <laughs> shit. So from that moment, I love Gino Ojic. And then when the Flyers signed Gino Ojic, I was pretty excited. Yeah, but Gino. no, overall, I'd say Todd Fedoric. I love Todd Fedoric. Gino's a beauty. And yeah, I love uh, I love Fedoric too. I know he gets some flack, but I mean, because he got KO'd. But the dudes he got KO'd by, it's Colton fucking Orr and Derek Bugard. Like, yeah, exactly, like, yeah. Well, it's like the people who, uh, fuck, I just mentioned this the other day. And uh, I know, you know, me, you, and Darren will all talk about it over there on Twitter. Well, people always remember Scott Parker for, like, getting knocked out by Probert. Like, you know how many people got knocked out by Probert? <laughs> like, yes, yes. seriously? It's fucking ridiculous. But, yeah, dude, Fedoric, he's an awesome dude. Do you still have that Fedoric jersey? That, like, uh, mm. was it the Black Flyers one, right? Literally, I sold it last week. It was only... Finally. Um, it was an authentic what I had what I had made up, which... 
would have been about 2001 I got that. It was, it was the first year Fedora was at the flights. So uh, when I actually got that, it was my Christmas present. My, my, I got my mum to order me a fucking authentic Flyers jersey from oh, River City Sports in Canada. Oh, gift away. I know, I know. Fucking I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, hey, speaking of jerseys, you just got a uh, another Flyers jersey. Hopefully your wife doesn't listen to this in case she does, she knows you didn't buy it or not because yeah. <laughs> we're both in the same well, boat there. Well, no, she, yeah, she knows she knows about the brassier. But the thing is, I can't, I kind of try and drop it out in conversation. I did say, I said, I've got a jersey on the way, but I meant the Swanee. And then I bought the brassier after. So when the brassier turned up, I kind of had to play it down. Was that, that, yeah, that, that was the one I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, there so. it is. Oh, that's the one right there. Just yeah. don't take them. It's bad because I'll fucking I'll tell the fiance, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. I'm like, oh, just look out for something in the mail. I'm holding it for a buddy or whatever like how in your case i sent you the swanee and i just i'll just add that motherfucker to the closet and just fucking no questions asked <laughs> oh man i think i did that with like the last three i did i definitely did it with the Segura and the yablonski and just fucking added that shit to the closet and just never no questions asked didn't bring it up <laughs> oh shit. well i kind of i kind of play it down as um when, when we when we got our first house i sold a lot of the game ones i had I kind of play. I kind of play it down now. Is well, look what I gave up those years ago when we got our first house. Now we have this disposable income. This is this is what I can spend it on. I'm I'm, I'm getting them back. That's yeah, kind of what exactly. I you're just you're just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taking back what's yours. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Well, how many? Well, you know, of course, I I think I have a general idea how many you have. But how many game worn jerseys would you do you have now? Probably about twenty two. 22 that's probably i think i have maybe 20 now yeah so what would what would you say would be your uh i guess give me give me your top five jerseys from your collection my top five oh, number one fuck. i would say my uh barry nyko my ducks i just i love barry nyko right from the time he had here in nottingham he's he's a legend here in nottingham uh, number two, I'd say my Marasty Syracuse. I love Marasty. I'm fucking jealous of that, you little bastard. <laughs> I'm a huge Marasty <laughs> fan, and you know that. But I can't complain because I got his fucking LNH jersey, so I'm like, eh, eh, maybe. I, I do a, want one of his Syracuse ones, though. It's, it's cool because I've got that photo match to one of the fights against Yabo as well. I know, so. you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, I would say probably my Pat Cote Chiefs. Just because uh, I've, I've I've always been a huge Pat Carey fan, right? And then to be uh, with Laval is even better. <laughs> yes, yeah. Number four, I would say maybe my uh, Panthers Bruce Richardson. Just because that's a well, good I, lo- one. I love Bruce Richardson. Yeah, I love Bruce Richardson. He's a guy you know you don't hear much about, but I think he's he's one of those Bruce Richardson ever played on a team that you that you followed, you'd love him. Right, he was. He's one of the biggest shit disturbers you'd ever see. And Bruce Richardson would fight anybody. He, he was he was going to lose. But, it, but if he <laughs> felt he had a point to prove or it was going to help the team, yeah, Bruce Richardson would fight him with that second thought. Uh, number five, I'd probably say my Dodie Wood Memphis. Oh, and I remember when he got that one. It yeah, was well, like... I'd, been try- I'd been trying to get my hands on that for years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck. I, I wonder if it, the uh, the Dodie Wood 
Verdun jersey is rolling around anywhere. I don't ever seen the picture of him in it, but it's hard to say. I actually, I, actually, I actually know who has one of the Dirty Woods Verdun jerseys. Really? The white one. Yes. That's Good. that's that's a that, that's a girl girl in Nottingham who who who, who knew Dirty quite well. Just just say that who uh, oh, who went she... over to, who, who went who went over to see him when he when he first went back to Verdun and got given the jersey. So yeah, yeah I know I'm where gonna, his wife. I'm gonna is. give you something to remember me by. oh shit um yeah fuck dude well that's the only thing that sucks about those the old lnh and the qsphl jerseys they were so fucking recycled so you never know like like i fuck again even for brad lambert even though i was thankfully i was able to send him as we're done but uh i just i couldn't find a sorel jersey to save my fucking life like i i tried to track that down by like three different collectors and they were like i've never fucking seen i would I, I would put money on those those sorrel jerseys well obviously they'll still exist but i guarantee that sorrel jersey does no lo- no longer has a brad lambert name no on it's got something else right um i think there was one i i know of one that the, the trail went cold on it though the guy was like oh yeah my buddy had one like years ago let me ask him he's like no he doesn't have it anymore i'm like oh well fuck that's that could be fucking anywhere in Canada right now. So, yeah. Oh, oh shit. All right. Well, I, what's up? No, no, it's fine. I was gonna say I've I've heard there was a lot of um, a lot of bad things went on with some LNEH game ones as well. You've oh be yeah. Careful with some of them. I've even heard that with like Danbury too, even with the Trashers. But you know, I don't know if that's actually true or not. But um, well, I I actually. The, I've only experienced that once, and that was. Uh, can you remember the old Florida Seals? Was it? They were Orlando, right? The Orlando Seals. They they took yeah they went to the Orlando Seals, but I think the first year they was called the Florida Seals. I don't remember the name Florida, but Orlando Seals sounds more familiar to me than than Florida Seals. I mean, you, you've got me dying myself, but no, I'm I'm sure because I had I had one of the jerseys. And they had a guy called Rivard, and I remember seeing a video. He fought Andrew Sharp, and um, on the back of them, they had they actually had a patch that said "Authentic Game One." And I remember watching watching the fight, and Rivard's jersey, the patch was stitched on upside down. And then the team sold all the game ones at the end of the season, so I was like, "I want that Rivard." The Rivard turns up; it has no wear on it whatsoever, and the patch is stitched the right way around and it's like this is greasy as fuck yeah they'll fucking do it to you yeah and i emailed the team and they was like oh yeah sorry if you're not happy just send it back we'll give you a full refund it's like you fucking know what you're doing here oh yeah you know what yeah, you're yeah, doing you never here. gonna get you back <laughs> so yeah that's the only time i've experienced something like that but it goes on yeah fuck um i don't i i've heard of it with i definitely know um, I don't know if it's Sorrel did it, but I definitely know the uh, the old Samum Chiefs. They definitely did it. Um, yeah, and I know Darren's told us that they did it. And then yeah, but I've well, heard... I wasn't going to say any names, but it was Darren. I'd heard that you've got to be. Well, careful fuck, I'm almost positive did. he fucking said it in the podcast. And fuck, if he didn't, well, sorry, Darren, I threw you under the bus here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm almost positive he said you got to be careful with those, but. And of course, it's the fu- it's the fucking LNH. So everybody knows you should be careful with LNH jerseys <laughs> anyway. Like honestly, <laughs> um, 
but I heard Danbury did it too. I don't know a hundred percent if they did or not. Um, but I, I can't imagine. I can't. I can't really see it from Danbury because you never, you don't see Danbury jerseys pop up. Where the LNH jerseys back in the day, they was all over. Right. Yeah, Danbury jerseys. Like I, was, I got lucky with with the buy Lois. I just you just don't see it at all. Like I. I don't know where I well I know where like four of the Morastis are and those ain't going fucking anywhere. <laughs> Put it that way. Um, and See, then, that that's I've said to you before. One, day, I'd love to, I'd love to have a Bruce Richardson Danbury jersey. Yes, I'd love that. Yes, for sure, absolutely. Um, and I, I've seen a couple of them out there too. I'd I would love to get a uh, either a Brad Wingfield or a Roman uh, a Roman Ender jersey too. <laughs> fucking love Roman. We had we had Ruben in Nottingham. Ruben was fucking awesome. I actually had a I had a Ruben Panthers jersey, which I sold for really cheap. I was gonna say, did you ever get to see him in person? Yes, yeah, we had him for a season. Ruben was fucking awesome. awesome. He just go around fucking causing hell. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he was just so protective. Uh, he was literally he, he he did the enforcer role to a T, and he was nasty as well. And it's like, but when we when we had room and he had injury problems, so he didn't play a lot. But I remember he was he was long term injured, and we dressed him for a game, and he fought Brad Crookshank. And the only reason we dressed him was because he insisted he was going to fight Brad Crookshank over something that happened the game before. So literally, mid injury, he came back for one game, played one shift, opening face off, fought Brad Crookshank. But that that was what a team guy was. That's yeah, yeah. You wouldn't see that today. Yeah, Ruman isn't enforcer to a T. Yeah, he was great. He he wasn't the greatest fighter. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But no, Ruman was fucking awesome. Exactly. It was. It's. It was. Sometimes with guys, you don't necessarily have to be the best fighter to be the best enforcer. You know, like because there's a difference in that. I don't think people understand that sometimes. They think uh, when you hear the word best enforcer, they instantly just think of just fighting. But it's like when you think of best enforcer, like and in my eyes, I think. Either McSorley or Dave Brown have to be like the best enforcers of all time, because they oh, just yeah, they the give attitude. a shit. McSorley's, McSorley's attitude is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, he's but, got a yeah. like fourteen screws loose, and I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can't beat you can't beat that. You can't beat that at all. No, yeah, absolutely. And so like it's th- those guys who are willing to kind of you know take a suspension and go out and just do something that might be uh, towing the line as far as what's legal in the hockey world. <laughs> Uh, they'll fucking but the, but that's do what's it. scary. Yeah, exactly. That's what's scary. Everybody now talks about the fucking code. Oh, don't don't get me started on the code. But they say that. So so what's he gonna do? Buy your fucking code. What's he gonna do? He's gonna challenge the other team's tough guy. He says no. Then he's gonna scare away. It's forgotten about. Fuck that. That's a free pass. Do you know what I mean? Do something. Right. That's doing your job. Scare people. That's doing your job. An enforcer is supposed to scare people. Oh yeah. It was. My McSorley wasn't giving any free passes out to him. No, the he guys. didn't give a free pass out to fucking anybody. Well, and then, hey, right. if, if you look at it, too, how many times did Gretzky get touched? How many times did you ever see him get touched? Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, funny no. how that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's coincidence. It's coincidence because fine does nothing. Oh, and then people will always pull up the, the one time he got hit, the one time ever. Oh, well, look, Gretzky's getting hit here. Really? So look at all the look, look at that one hit, and then look at all the times Crosby's been hit. And tell me, Tell me why that is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck. One of my favorites is somebody who was it was Doug Evans 
was taking liberties with Gretzky, and then McSorley had had enough of it, and even Evans like did something to McSorley. And Doug Evans is down on the ice, kind of, and he's he's on his back, and McSorley just fucking cocks his hand back and unloads on him and just punches him out out cold. And that's just what he did. He's like, you know, you're gonna take liberties with Gretzky, you're gonna take liberties with our team. This is what's gonna happen. And he's like, you know, I got. He's like, I got like three or four games for it, but I'm not gonna let him do it. And I'm like, that's fucking phenomenal. Well, it's when when I say I love Fedora. I don't forget it was uh, the year after Fedora had gone uh, left Philly. So where did he go? Was it Phoenix? I want to say Phoenix. Either that or Andrew. anyway, whoever it was, it was, it was playing the Rangers. And Fedora took the biggest, latest run at Nedved and just cross-checked him. And they interviewed Fedora after that. And they'd been a cheap shot earlier on in the game. And they said to, uh, they said to Fedora, why'd you do that? And Todd just said, the way I play, play the game, it's an eye for an eye. If, you, if you're going to cheap shot one of my guys, I'm going to cheap shot one of yours. And I just thought, I fucking love that comment. That's, that's, that's an enforcer. Right, and you just don't see that anymore. And then, well, here's the thing that 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 pisses me off is when you do see it. So, I and I feel so bad for him because I know his contract is absolutely fucking horrendous. Um, but is you look at a guy like Milan Lucic, and earlier this year, it was when he punched that dude out for poking the goalie, and people are, oh, he broke the code. You didn't drop the gloves and blah blah blah. No, mother, the code was broken when the guy took the extra whack at the goalie. That's when the code yeah, per exactly. se was broken. Uh, so exactly. don't say that. Then, job. Oh yeah, and then when Lucic does it, oh, he's an animal. Oh, you bastard! Is that your smoke alarm? Smoke alarms again. Oh Jesus Christ! That's what happens when you vape too hard these days. We're back, we're back to the shit show that part one was. So yeah, I mean. exactly. Right back. All we, need, all we need is fucking fourth line voice calling in that fucking bastard. Just, we want to really sink this fucking thing. Sorry, I'm trying to look here. What time was the LNH game on tonight? Is that at eight? With uh, three? Uh, most of them were eight, but there was one earlier. Like I say, it was Three Rivers and Sorrell. And that was... Well, that was 8 p.m. my time, so that's going to be oh, fuck. 2, Maybe I 2 p.m. your time. I probably definitely missed that then. Oh, well, I was just looking at that on the phone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I feel bad for Lucic because he's like, uh, when he does something, he gets criticized. And then when he doesn't do anything, people are like, well, where's Lucic at? And I'm like, well, when he does stuff, you guys want to sit there and cry about it. So make up your fucking minds as to what you want. Well, he actually came out and said that, didn't he? He said, uh, I'm, I'm sure he said in the press, he was like, well, I can't. I feel like I can't do anything anymore just because of like the complaints everybody makes and stuff. But Lucia, I, I'd love to see Lucius do well as well. He's one of those guys. Just, oh, just, yeah. to, just, just to shut the anti-fight brigade up, really. Right. Yeah, I would have like fuck. I love Lucius. The way he plays. Um, he was always like that kind of not not quite the heavy heavyweight. He was right on the cusp of being a heavyweight, but he was more so like a really really top middleweight. Like yeah, I think, I, I think it. he kind of. He, I mean, one was it was the mid 2000s, but it's kind of like that area where that era when it was being phased out. Right. Not phased out, but guys wasn't coming through. You wasn't. You they, wasn't getting your Dennis Bombers and juniors anymore. Do you know what I mean? But Lukic is tough as shit. That's a, oh yeah, I always love that. Everybody when he was in Vancouver. You ever see the video called like Milan Lucic, like the shift? Um and he's in it's for Vancouver when he's with the Giants for the Giants and yes. he just hits yeah. everything game, yeah and he hits yeah. everything and he after finally after the third time somebody from the other team comes over and they fight 
and he just drops the gloves, and that place is just going fucking. It's like I mean, he hit yeah. everything like a fucking wrecking ball. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, if, if for those out there listening, if you haven't looked that up, just look it up. It's a uh, it's a video on YouTube. Just look up Milan Lucic the shift, and you'll see him just going around there like a fucking super ball, hitting everything. It was fucking great. Um, so well, you know, moving on a little bit here. With you in Nottingham, when did you – so, well, you started watching the Flyers, but when did you kind of start watching, like, going to games regularly up there watching the Panthers? 98, 99. That was uh, – I was saying my dad My dad used to always say he'd take me to a game but we, because his dad used to always promise him he'd take him to a game, but that never happened. And, uh, yeah, my dad used to say, oh, I'll, t- I'll always take you. I'll, always, I'll take you. I'll take you. yeah. Never happened. One of my dad's drinking buddies, he was a season ticket holder for the Panthers. And he said, I'll take you next week. And that was that preseason game against Trojan Long Bay. And after that, never never missed a game after that. Well, there you go. Uh, so who who would have been kind of your favorite enforcer to start off with for Nottingham? Well, Jared Zakuski. And um, not really an enforcer, just a scrappy guy. I remember I spoke to Darren about it because I asked, I asked Darren if he played in the Western Hockey League. And Darren's description was, um, Zakuski did well if he stayed away from the heavyweights, but with his style, that wasn't always possible. And that summed him up to a T. That was literally, that was literally it. Right. Yeah. But, oh, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, that first year, I mean, we had Zakuski, we had Darcy Lowen. We had um, Corey Berlio, uh, Jason Weaver. Jason Weaver was kind of like a Scarlison type player. He was he, he 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 was scrappy, but he was a good player. So yeah, that that team was fun to watch. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny. I be I consider myself a Nottingham fan because of well, you know, yourself always hyping him up, and then I don't know. I got to say because. McGratton and then Jansen went over there for Nottingham, so I, I feel like I had to become a Nottingham fan. You know, <laughs> that was one thing where I've always been lucky. We always in, in in the prime when everybody had tough guys. We always had a good tough guy here. Right, yeah, I, I was always lucky to see somebody. Yeah, well, fuck, so, Andy guys had John Craighead back in the day too, right? Yeah, I was Craighead's sponsor when he was here. Oh so, yeah, no, Craig shit, was, were you yeah. really? You're yeah, the sponsor. Yeah. Well, hold on. For those listening, kind of uh, explain what a sponsor is for for players over there, because I know you've told me, but people might be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Well, it's it, it's nothing. It's nothing big or anything like that. It's just basically there. You get offered a sponsorship package. You pay money, uh, and then in the program when they put the when they put the team sheet in the program, your name is next to the t- next to the team sheet. But uh, you get invited to like player nights and stuff like that and then at the end of the season you get the game worn jersey that was the main reason why i used to do the sponsorship just to get the game worn jerseys at the end of the year but i used to always i used to always try and get the tough guy well so did you, so do you have a craighead jersey then did you did you uh did you sell I it did but I, I did but i sold it you fucking bastard i know i know How there's a guy in germany you? he's there's a guy in germany who is obsessed with john craighead really and yeah, he he paid huge money. I had two. I had I had Craig gets Manitoba Moose road jersey, and I had these Nottingham Panthers, three or four home jersey, and I sold both of them to him, and he paid huge money for those. I, I literally I couldn't say no to it. Oh fuck, that's crazy. 
Yeah, you suck for selling those, but <laughs> just cause yeah. just cause I'd rather I'd want to see pictures of them, of course. Um, yeah, fucking Craighead. He was a uh, he was a fucking awesome player too. Uh, do you ever see the video of him? I think it's Ramsey where he fucking knocks Ramsey out, and just gives him an extra one while he's down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of history to that, though, wasn't there? Yes, there was. And of course, if for those listening, you can go back and listen to the episode with John Craighead. I forget what exactly what episode number it is, but I do have an episode with him, and you can go back and listen to it. But there's a long story as to why that happened. Yeah. And it's it's a brutal looking video. It really is. Like he, uh, Craighead basically knocks out Bruce Ramsey, and I mean, when I say knocked out, he's already out cold on the ice. And then just <laughs> leans down and gives him an extra shot and bounces his fucking head right off the ice. <laughs> I mean, Craighead didn't fight a great deal when he was over here. But, um, I mean, I actually spoke to him about that, and Craighead said to me, he was like, guys want me to fight. They know how to, they know how to get me to fight. So he wasn't a guy who was going out looking for it, but he'd, he'd respond if something happened. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's almost like you got to poke the poke the bear just a little bit, and uh, yeah. you know, something will happen. Yeah, he said he loved his time over there in Nottingham, though, and really enjoyed it. Well, yeah, but people still speak about him to this day. Really? So, yeah, he made an impression. And I tell you what, John Craighead was a really good player too. Yeah, a absolutely. really good player. Yeah, well, there was a reason he uh, had a couple games with the uh, the Maple Leafs, and then unfortunately he didn't make it past the uh, the preseason. But over there with Vancouver as well, fought some tough guys. Um, Fuck, I'm trying to remember. I think he fought Segroy. Yeah, he fought Segroy yeah, with he Calgary. He fought Segroy in camp. Baby, yep. he fought, yeah, I'm trying to think of it was. I want to say Bob Bugner. I'm sure he fought Bob Bugner on Hockey Night in Canada for the Leafs. Yeah. But he played for the Leafs, so there's not a lot of people that can say that. Right. Oh, man. Um, oh, fuck. What was I going to ask? Um, it was, I forget who it was that told me that I think you were there. But you got to see in person, and of course, a guy who's uh, running over there is he's got his own podcast now. But another, it's kind of like one of the last of the tough guys. But you got to see Cam Jansen knock the fuck out of somebody live, didn't you? Yeah, so I'm not Tyson Marsh out. Yeah, Tyson Marsh, that's what it was. Um, well, give give the folks the background as to why he kind of fought Tyson Marsh, or I should say, Tyson Marsh had to fight him. Well, Tyson Tyson Marsh. Uh, he got suspended for a hit in Cardiff. I'm trying to think of the guy he hit now. But yeah, he hit Nottingham player at a game in Cardiff, and Tyson Marsh got a four-game suspension. Um, and funnily enough, when his suspension was up, the first game back was Nottingham at home. <laughs> and I, I actually wasn't going to go to that game because it was who I worked for at the time. It was our Christmas party that night. But when I saw it was Cardiff, I, I said, oh, I'm going to leave the party. I'm going to go to the game and I'll come back just because I knew something was going to happen. And then, yeah, credit to Tyson Marsh, though. He squared off of him. And this, this is the thing. When I say, like, do I want to see players get hurt? No. Do I care when they get hurt? No. Tyson Marsh, I, I, it, was, it was unfortunate, the situation, because he retired after that. He had to retire after that. It was unfortunate. Career. Because Tyson Marsh was one of the good guys. And he knew what he had to do. No questions asked. He squared off with Cam first first shift, and then yeah, Cam Cam caught him with one, and yeah, it was over. It was over. <laughs> but I always say to people because people, I get people now say, "Oh, that was disgusting. That was disgusting." And I say, "But that 
that's one of the greatest examples of enforcing you could ever see. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fuck, you, you know, you're going to do this to our player. You're going to answer the fucking bell for it. And we we saw shades of that this year with Cassian and Kachuk, but it, uh, that fight, the the rematch fight was, oh, fuck, like, what are we doing? Um, but, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that fight with, with Marsh and uh, old Jansen, I mean, J- Jansen just fucking floored him. Like, just absolutely. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't even, if I, I think that was, like, the only punch Jansen threw. Or he might have thrown, like, one or two before that, but. No, yeah, they kind of went toe-to-toe for about five or six seconds, then Cam tagged him. Yeah. And it was, it was I over. I mean, he went down like a fucking bag of hammers, man. Oh, but, yeah, it's just. I was, I was, I've said it before. Cam was fucking awesome. I mean, we've we've had NHL guys come over here before. Like we had Steve McKenna, and Steve McKenna just skated around with a fucking smile on his face all the time. Didn't want didn't want to look at anybody. But then, so I got used to guys with that reputation coming over and not expecting anything. But Cam came over here, and he still played every shift like he was for, still playing for the fucking Devils. He was he was like every shift he was finishing his hits. He'd fight anybody. And Cam fought Cam fought a bunch over here. So yeah, Cam Cam was a uh, a breath of fresh air. It was fucking awesome to see Cam. You didn't get to sponsor him though, did you? No, no, no. Oh, you fucked up doing that. You should have. You should have. Should have threw in the fucking big bid there on the hat. Yeah, I, no, I stopped sponsoring players because, like I say, when I I mainly did that because you got the game one shirt at the end of the season, right? And it's a it's a bunch of bullshit. But they changed it mid two thousands where you didn't get the game one shirt. You got the warm up shirt, and the other day, who the fuck wants a warm up shirt? So I, I ain't pay, I'm not paying that money to get a fucking one with shit. So that's right. why I stopped sponsoring players. Yeah, fuck that. Um, yeah, well, another guy you got to see, of course, was uh, Brian McGrath. What was it like seeing uh, old Big Earn over there? Big Earn gets a lot of shit over here. Because really? He, he, yeah, because he came the year after camp, and everybody was kind of expecting another camp. where They're, they're two completely different kind of players. I mean, Cam right. was just balls right. to the wall, fucking hit anything at moves. Where McGrattan wasn't. McGrattan was McGrattan was very calm and collected over here. And McGrattan racked some points up as well when he was here. Returns were a really good player. But McGrattan's not chasing players to finish hits. And uh, McGrattan had challenged guys to fight, but he had a he had a bit of a tough time finding takers. So I think I think he only fought like seven times when he was here. So uh, I think they were good fights over there, though. Yeah, the fight with Vandermeer was fucking awesome. The fight with Jared Klotz was fucking I was about to awesome. Say, was he had Klotz, and then didn't he fight Rose Hill? But I'm just saying that I'm, I can reel off the list. It was all fucking great fights. Yeah, he fight for Eric Nielsen was his first fight. That was a, that was a good tilt. Uh, that he he fought Rose Hill twice in Brayad. Yeah, he fought uh, Dabians against Sheffield. Uh, then he fought Vandermeer and he fought Klotz. I'm pretty sure that's 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 all the fights he had here. But yeah, no, he was. Yeah, it was it was it was good to see. It was. I mean, McGrath was. I was a huge McGrath fan. Oh, I, I love it. So, well, fuck you so know. I, I have him tattooed on my fucking arm with a Nottingham. Jersey. Yeah, no, I love McGrath. McGrath. McGrath's the last. McGrath's the last heavyweight champion in the NHL. He the was. real heavyweight. The real heavyweight. Yeah, I, know. I, mean, I don't want to sound ignorant or anything. I know Reeves fought him. Reeves did okay in that fight. 
But you, you're fighting a McGratton late on his career. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw Reeves in in 2003, 2004, Reeves is still gonna do do good. But Reeves ain't Reeves ain't the champ. 2003, well, and 2004. And if you look at it too, I I really I strongly think that if the game didn't go the way it did, where it was real, like because once. Once it it got after you know oh four oh five where it was really kind of phasing those guys out with the uh, the whole uh, you know buckling down and the no clutching and grabbing and all that bullshit, but it was after I think it was the half season lockout. I think what, what year was that? Like twenty thirteen? I think thirteen fourteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. After that is when it really that was when fucking like the enforcers. That was that was like the last that was the last leg of them. I think McGratton yeah. probably had another five years left. With yeah. if it wasn't for that that season where they really buckled down on everything again, um, I think McGratton could have lasted probably another five years in the league, and he still would have been the heavyweight champ for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So, fuck yeah. The the fight with I think it was Klotz, That one is really good that he had. And that, that's, that, that's 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 the tattoo you've got when he's when he's bloody and he's skating off the ice with the hand up. That's the tattoo you've got. Isn't yep, it, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have gotten it bigger so I could have put a little bit more detail on there, but I was in the Marines at the time and they wouldn't let you get like a, like it can't be of a certain size um, if it's sticking oh, out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck, let me not get this too big. I wish I would have gotten it bigger though, but uh, oh well, you live and you learn. Um, well, and, you know, that was just kind of the newer school, well, I guess newer school, but I guess old school guys now, but that was kind of the last of the, uh, the enforcers you got to see there. But going on before that, you also got to see some great guys over there. Did you ever get to see uh, old Eric Cairns and uh, the Mangler, Mel yeah. Engelstad play? Yeah, yeah, I've got to see both of them. And that's I always say I was really lucky. I've got, I've got, I got to see some fucking huge names over here play. But yeah, I saw the Mangler when he first came over here. Like, yeah, I saw Cairns oh four oh five. And uh, I said before, I kind of felt cheated because oh four oh five that was a lockout year. London got Cairns. Coventry got Belak. We got Steve McKenna. And Cairns and Belak was was happy to fight, played seriously. And like I say, McKenna just skated around with a smile on his face all the time. But it, it was just frustrating. I mean, he fought Andre Payet twice because he kind of had no choice because uh, Payet was just running around. Uh, so McKenna <laughs> had to do something. And then he, he fought Jeremy Cornish in London. He had no choice in that. So he was a line ball and Cornish just dragged him out. And uh, yeah, just uh, just got him involved. He had no choice in that <laughs> fight. But yeah, McKenna, McKenna wasn't going out and looking for fights. He was, just, he was just happy to be here. Right. Well, what kind of a, what kind of a treat was it to see big old fucking Eric Cairns play? Awesome. Awesome. Like I say, I love Cairns. And that London team he played on, that London team was fucking mean as well. So yeah. Cairns fitted, fitted right into that. <laughs> but the Co- the Coventry team Belak played on was mean too. So were they? You've got, during... you've got Belak and Andre Payet running around. Jesus Christ, you don't want to be. Fu- you... Who wants that? <laughs> exactly. who, who wants to be going? Who wants to be going up against fucking Wade Belak and Andre Payet? <laughs> no thanks, Coach. Um... Yeah. So when when those guys were over there, you know the Cairns and the Anglestad, um, was that was that when it was the Super League, or was that like the first year it became nah, the EIHL? Second year of the Second EIHL. Year. Okay, yeah. Because I know the Super League that was some, that was some Wild West shit back in the day too. 
Yeah, oh yeah, the Super Yeah, there was some wild stuff in the Super League. But I've said it before with the Super League, there was there was a lot of big name tough guys, but it was always really honest. There was nobody really, really dirty. You know, every every team had two heavyweights. Every team had two real big name heavyweights. But you played hockey. Right. If something happened, they'd fight. But apart from, they they wasn't here ready to fight. They was coming to the end of their careers. They was they gained a, a good payday because the Super League played paid good money as well. But they was always willing to do it. So yeah, you're not you're not getting um you wasn't getting those guys at the start of the career when they when they charging everybody. But it was still it was still fun. Right. They still made a name. You knew they was here. Yeah, I think you fuck. I think you sent me the videos. Of the old Super League, and I know I've I know I've watched one of them. And I remember the crowds are into it, and it sounds like a damn soccer game the way the crowds are into it over there. Um, yeah. Or excuse me, football for your uh, for your terminology there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the Super League was fucking it was legit, and I I think it was it was Darren on the fourth line voice. He just with Frank Kovacs, and he played over there. And was it the Super League yeah. at the time? I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. So yeah, they definitely yeah, had some toughness. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was the Super League. Now, yet now that you of course said it, and not fucking rejogging my memory here. Of course, I listened to so many of his damn interviews. I kind of blend blend them all together. But um, you know, some other guys you got to see play over there. Uh, well, I would hope so at least. But did you ever get to see, of course, another f- former podcast guest was Mike Segroy? Yeah, I saw Mike Segroy Sheffield. Actually. Um... When, when would this be? It was like oh nine. My, my wife actually got a Valentine's Day treat. I, I took her to Sheffield just because Sheffield was playing Belfast, and I knew McMorrow and Screw was going to fight, and they fought off the opening face-off. Oh, is that the one where McMorrow gets the best of them too? I think they fought like four times, and I think McMorrow got the best of them. <laughs> but there's there's the, <laughs> there's one of them, they square off, and Screw takes his arm out of his jersey, and the liner is just like put that back in, put that back in, and uh, Screw's just just pissed off just because uh just because of mcmorrow's style when he was here mcmorrow's got that style it's almost like the kind of the brochure he'll tie you up give you a couple and then tie you back up and then wait and then kind of pull you back out again and i know again it's like the, the most entertaining fighting style but it's it's effective and there's a reason mcmorrow was he well fuck he's still fighting today in the goddamn lnh yeah so yeah, I remember, and I, I think I, I do we. I, I'm almost positive me and Segroy talked about that, but yeah, I remember Segroy was just fucking pissed after one of the losses. Yeah. He kept like he kept yeah, trying to get that, that, after him. That, that, that one where they square off and um, Segroy just like pulls his arm out of his jersey straight away. You can tell Segroy is so frustrated at that point. Yeah, fuck. Um, well, and then another you know fun fact for people who don't know is over there. So. Sean McMorrow, his nickname is the Sheriff, but over there they actually put the badge on his jersey that said like yeah. the Sheriff on it. And he played for it was Belfast, right? The Giants. Belfast, yeah. There we go. Damn, yeah, I'm, he, I'm he, good. He, I'm doing all this had, shit off of a drunken embro- memory. Yeah, he had an embroidered Sheriff's badge on his jersey. That's and the funny was. thing is, Belfast used to sell like metal Sheriff's badges at games. Really? And going going back to when he was here, there's me and my buddies. We all went over. For the Nottingham played a double header in Belfast, and we all went over for the game. Me and my buddies, all drunk as shit, first night. We all bought sheriff's badges and was walking around with fucking sheriff's badges on all game because we could get them from Belfast that night. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's, fuck man, marketing the tough guy it always makes you money. It just it always will. 
It, it really yeah. always will. And I know people don't like to admit that, and it's the dark things, but there was a reason, you know, Derek Bugard back in the day, fuck, his jersey was the best-selling jersey for the Wild. It was. It was the, the top-selling jersey yeah. for them. So, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, when I say I love Nyko, Nyko was a legend here. The whole time Nyko was here, Barry Nyko jerseys were the best-selling jerseys you could get in Nottingham. The whole time he was here, everybody had a Nyko jersey. <laughs> You know, I th- did you send me a Nikar DVD? I think you did. I could be wrong. If not, I'd have to fucking look. But I know you definitely sent me some I know, I know I've sent you a few Nikar fights over. Yeah, well, yeah, of course you have then. Um, fuck, yeah, I'd have to go back and look. But um, So, out of all the Nottingham enforcers, well, you know, okay, so we'll do this. We'll do your your top three Nottingham Panthers enforcers. And then we'll do your your top three just EIHL slash Super League enforcers of all time. So your top three Nottingham, who you got to have, uh, starting with number one, go. As in who was the toughest or just who your, I like the your most? Favorite. Did, your uh, favorite. Your favorite. Who I thought did the job the best. Your favorite, whoever. I don't give a shit Okay, my, 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 my top three who I thought did the job the best. Number one, Ryan Schmier. Oh, Schmier, yeah. Yeah, I, you, you'll struggle to find a tough guy who did his job better than Ryan Schmier. And it's kind of frustrating because I, I used to talk to Schmier a lot, but Schmier hated he, he hated that side of the game. Schmier wouldn't talk about fights or anything. Really? No, but Schmier was fucking awesome. If you went down 2-0, if you went down 2 to nothing, you knew Schmier was coming out like shit and he was going to fight somebody. You just knew his role like that. It was it was great. I mean, the, the second year we had Schmier in Nottingham, we signed a fucking ridiculously soft team. We had nothing apart from Ryan Schmier. And the first seven games of the season, Ryan Schmier fought on his first shift. And that's just saying that's just making a statement. Right. That's 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 a tough guy making a statement doing that. You've got to love that. So yeah, number one, Ryan Schmier. Number two. Uh, I want to say Barry Nykar just because I loved him. But yeah. I was thinking Nykar yeah, was yeah, going to be your number Nykar one. I thought for him. sure Nykar was going to be your number one. Yeah. As, as loving who as I'm a fan of, Nykar is, is number one. But just like effectiveness and what they did. We're going to say Nykar at two because Nykar was always game. Uh, and then number three, I'm going to say Clayton Norris. Oh, Clayton Norris. That's a good throw in. Clayton Norris was a bad motherfucker. Yes, he was. And for those out there, he was. just go look Clayton at Norris, Norris videos. Shit. He was your mean old school D man. He was fucking horrible. Yes. He just didn't give a shit. <laughs> no, Clayton Norris. Clayton Norris would cross check you in the face if he had the chance. And <laughs> he wouldn't think fucking twice about it either. No. <laughs> uh, and then EIHL, number one, Mel Angleson. Oh, I know you're. I know I should have known that you're a huge male yeah, fan. Yeah, I, I love the mangler. Love the mangler. And I can I'm gonna leave lockout guys out because otherwise I'd have said number two cans. But I'm gonna leave lockout guys out. Um, number two, Danny Vial. Oh, Vial. There you go. That's a good one. And Number three, I'm going to say Jeremy Cornish, just another guy who knew his roles. Just he knew his role to a T, and I loved Cornish. I just love, I just loved this whole attitude. To well, the he game. played, uh, you know, without me looking at his hockey DB, of course, but he played in the over in Europe for quite a few years, right? 
Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said it before, Corny. I lo- what I loved about Corny is when I was saying about the Super League, when we got the tough guys, they was all coming towards the end of the career. So, like I say, nobody was going out and challenging guys. But if shit went down, they was ready. Right. But Corny came over and he was 23. So he was young and he was challenging guys every game. It was just refreshing to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck it. So it was, it's always nice when you have someone at least going out there and just sparking shit just mm. to start shit. <laughs> it's like... And I'll tell you now, another name. Andre Payet changed the tough guy in the UK. Because Andre Payet came over here in 0405. And Andre Payet was just hurting guys. And that kind of changed the whole thing where teams teams went for the younger enforcer. Rather than the, rather than the older big name, teams went for the younger enforcer who was willing to fight every game. But Andre Payette caused that. <laughs> it only takes one. Yeah, the wild thing was fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so, well, of course, we talked about the uh, the old Cam Jansen knockout. But is there any knockout that stands, like you know, stands apart from any any of the other ones in your head that you're just like, holy fuck, like this dude might have just died. Um. Well, the, the Jansen Marsh knockout is actually the only knockout like that I have seen in person. Really? Yeah. But going off tapes and stuff in my league, the where when where dropped Vial, that was that was a big one. Yep, I know. I, I've seen that one. I've, I've seen that one. On, I think that was on YouTube. Yeah. I remember that yeah. was a big one because well, it's Vial, of course, and you know, former NHLer and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, Mike Ware was a, sca- Mike Ware was a scary dude too. Bad dude. But uh, but yeah, Danny Vial was. Just... You d- you didn't expect to see Danny Danny Vial get dropped, and I just remember at the time that was big news. Right, fuck. Um, well, fuck, dude. This has been fun talking about you know all the uh, the European shit because I I don't know why I know about the European shit, but I only know about it pretty much as much as you know I've discussed with you you know private messages or whatever when you post some shit yeah. in the uh, in the group. So you know. I, we're almost on an hour here, but I think we'll polish it off with this. What would be your top five North America, like you know, guys who didn't play in the EIHL or the Super League or anything like that? Your top five enforcers for your for your all time there. Oh, um, uh, that's that's a tough question. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm I'm gonna. It's my fault. It's my fault for not preparing you because I didn't. I didn't set you up for this. Of course, like I said, we're doing this off the cuff. I I was fucking tanked on the fucking back nine over there golfing today. So I'm gonna make it it easy on myself and just. I'm just gonna go NHLers. I watched watched as a kid. Oh, that's no, 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 no. Don't don't get a cop out with NHLers. No, you get no because you're you're a big fight fan. So I can't let you off this fucking easy. Minor league guys, okay. Minor league and NHL. Minor league and NHL. Not different both lists, but you got to combine the both within the list. Like, you know, like, because for me, my my number one is Chris Island and my number two is John Morasty. Shit like that, you know? Oh, if you. My top five entertaining. No, not not entertaining. Your favorite top five. (laughs) Jesus. What the fuck do you want from me? You asked me this bullshit question. You've dropped on me out of nowhere. You know what? This is payback. This is payback no, for no, wasting no, no. my okay, fucking okay, hour go. last I'm, time. I'm going to go. With, you, with your, with your gonna, tin cannon and I'm going to go. Minor league in NHL. Uh, I'm going to say 
Well, no, number one, I'm gonna say Gino Egypt. Love Gino Egypt. There you go. And uh, this 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 goes, like I say, not not most dominating or anything. Just yeah, you, you're getting guys I liked, guys I liked. So right. number one, Gino Egypt. Number two, you're gonna get Rob Ray. Number three, throw the minor league guy Sean Penn. I thought Sean Penn was a bad there dude, and that's yeah. a guy who doesn't get talked about. No, not at all. Number four, number four, I'm going to go Joe Morasti. Wow, I can't believe you got him that low. Well, you told me I couldn't have my favorites. He'd be number one. <laughs> I said your favorites. What are you talking about? I said you're top five, man. Jesus well, no, I said Christ. entertaining. You said I couldn't have entertaining. No, I didn't say that. Um, I, I didn't mean tied. I, I, oh, my God. I, said, I didn't say the list was top well, five. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do a top five again. Uh, fucking, yeah, well, um, you know what? We'll but, do 30 but, goddamn top five lists tonight. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking this cat. You're holding the legs. You understand? Okay, okay. Okay, I'm going to throw out, I'm gonna throw out Rocky Thompson and Stu Grimson. I can't remember the list anymore, but I don't Ooh, like Rocky, Rocky Thompson. Thompson. I don't like Stu Grimson, so we're going to throw those two out there. Oh, I love and Rocky then we're going to go the most entertaining fires. Most entertaining, John Morasti. Then we go Jeff Hodges. Then yep. we go Jim Cummins. Uh, and then we're going to go Eric Cairns. I always loved Eric Cairns. Once he got to, once, once Cairns got to the old, uh, old Long to, Island. To the island. Oh, to God. The island. He was just rolling through dude. the fucking league, man. Bad dude. Oh, and fun, fun uh, fact, the Brashear that John just got, he actually, uh, Brashear fought Eric Cairns in that jersey. And that's the only fight that he recorded in that sweater. Yeah, when I looked at yeah, when I looked at the migrate um, paperwork, and they, they could, if you go on the website, you can search the dates and what, jer- what when they wore the jerseys. That was any, that was any fight he had. So you've lost me again now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna f- fuck it. My my my, my favorite is most entertaining. I'm gonna go number five, Curtis Swanson, fearless, fucking, fucking Swanee. All guy. right, throw the LNH in there. I love it. Love that guy. So Absolutely. again, like the special, you drop you drop these lists on me, and they all went to shit. But no. <laughs> those guys I mentioned love all those guys. Well, the LNA special was as bad because at least he only followed one league here. I think, I, think I might <laughs> might have used my big school word to confuse you here with a couple leagues. <laughs> oh fuck. Um. Yeah, man. Fucking Swanee, he just fought everybody. It was funny going was through fun. when I was going through his fight card and just trying to just ask him about guys. I'm like, I I'm like stumbling over myself because you'd, I'd look at his fight list and it would just be ridiculous. You're, you're, all the guys he fought, it was stupid. And the thing is, the thing is, he never did bad either. No, he right. didn't. He, like, he, he lost some fights, but when did Swanee ever get beat up? Didn't happen. Like, he didn't get dummied. He would lose a fight, but he wouldn't get, like, the shit kicked out of him, or he wouldn't get knocked out. Like, hell, even the, the Bosse jersey I have, where he actually, the, the only fight I know that he was in was when Bosse fought Swanee. And, yeah, Swanee lost the fight, but he didn't get dummied. And Swanee never ever looked to tie anybody up either. No, he didn't. He didn't give a shit. No. He always has the long hair go and just fucking went out there to bang. And hold on. <laughs> Can you tell the story real quick about when you were over there and you saw Swanee in warm-ups? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he came out for warm-ups. He came out, he skated around twice. The most... And like... This is going to sound like I'm shitting on him. I'm not. I fucking love the guy. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. And he knows what he was there for, and he will be the first guy to tell you he was not a good hockey player. So don't think you're shitting on Swanee. Yeah, he came out. He warmed up. He did two He did two short laps. 
they was the most awkward crossovers I've ever seen. Swanee crossing over doing his laps. And after those two, he hopped on the boards and he sat on the boards for the rest of warm-ups. And then when guys went up, he just he just fist bumped them when they went off. <laughs> well, he knew what he was there for. Yeah, but like I said, <laughs> he was tough as shit. Do you know what I mean? I right. Like, <laughs> nah, I fucking love Curtis Swanson. Absolutely, man. Well, fuck, this has been a real treat. You know, we're running on an hour here, and I know you. Uh, I don't want to keep you too, too long there. Um, and I think I got the fiance, and I'm probably going to get fucking yelled at for just being shithouse drunk at this point. But. <laughs> Well, yeah, I've, I've got to take the kids skating in five hours. So, yeah, it's probably, yeah. Uh, I probably could do with going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, man, I appreciate you for taking the time to, you know, come on the show and just, just bullshit with me. It's always good to enjoy no, no fucking problem. talking. It wouldn't be fun. our first time. It won't be the last time either. No, no, it's been great. <laughs> well, man, you have yourself a good night. Same to you. Thank you. You got